What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. So check this out. This past weekend, I went to the Reignite Democracy protests in San Francisco, California. It was at the Australian Embassy, or consulate, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And before going, I was like, you know what? I'm going to stop into the Australian sub at Reddit. Holy fucking shit. My Australian listeners, you guys got to go there and talk shit to these fools. First of all, they are completely against any protest showing support for the Australian people. I'm not sure if it was like shills, bots, or sheeps. It could have been some weird combination of the three. But before I got banned permanently from the Australia sub, thank you very much, bitch-ass mods on Reddit, before I got banned... It was like three or four people I noticed coming to talk shit like, we don't need you protesting for us. We don't want that. I'm like, I didn't ask you what you wanted. I'm going to go show support for the people that are being straight up locked down, their shit taken away, their jobs taken away, and the aboriginals that are being rounded up and put in camps. So Australian motherfuckers, you guys need to go over to Reddit and check that shit out. I'm banned. I can't even go back in the sub after that. They, uh, they said it was brigading, which I thought meant like you're trying to get hella people to go talk shit somewhere. It was just me. I just made one post, banned me permanently. I hear the Melbourne sub is even worse than the Australia sub. I haven't even bothered to go check it out because I'm so just done arguing with sheep about it. I'm like, good, go fucking march to your slaughter. But for the Australians that don't want their rights taken away... We are there to support them. So anyway, wasn't able to get any information on the protest before I got there. So I was just like, fuck it. I thought I was going to be the only person showing up to this whole protest. Because you guys have to understand, especially for the people not in America, San Francisco, California is like the epicenter, the belly of the beast for liberal woke nonsense. Okay, so I figured I was going to be the only motherfucker there with a sign showing support for Australia. But to my happy surprise, there was about 75 to 100 people there. And this was like the first protest I've ever gone to in my life because before all my rights were being taken away, I never gave a fuck about politics one way or the other because I've always known since I was about 16 years old that it's just a fucking, it's a sham. It's fake. These two sides are not opposing sides. They all work together. They're not for the people. So I just never really paid the fuck attention and did what I want. But now that it's actually affecting my life and my job's taken away and I can never work in healthcare until these mandates get repealed, I was like, no fucking more. Plus what they're doing to Australia is just completely fucking out of line. And it's going to come here. It's like Australia is the test ground for all this bullshit before it heads this way. And I'm at the point where I just 100% know that I can't sit here and wait for everyone else to go protest and everyone else to do something. Because if we all keep doing that shit, nothing is going to change. And one by one, our rights are going to be taken away. It's like, what do you have to lose? At this point, they've taken my job. I don't even have fucking health insurance anymore. I'm all fucked on that front. What are they going to do next? Lock me up? I, I just don't even care. It's like nothing in this life is promised. You're not promised tomorrow. All you can do is keep your dignity and keep true to yourself. 
And that's what I'm going to do. Fucking put me in a gulag. So I bring it the fuck on. I'm just, I'm ready to fight. Let's do it. And there were actually all kinds of like-minded, intelligent individuals. So I was able to get some email addresses and information on other groups that are basically trying to form up to do other protests like this. The problem is in here in California, we are way outnumbered with the other side. The people just going along with the bullshit, letting their kids get all jacked up with this shit. I don't know if you guys have seen, but all of these young ass kids now are stroking out, fucking having heart attacks, and they're trying to act like that's normal. They're also trying to act like all these athletes dropping dead is totally fucking normal. Get the fuck out of here. No, it's not. Check this out. The latest airline pilot, Alpha Magazine. It basically shows all the pilots that have passed away year by year. So, for example, one pilot passed away in 2019. Six pilots passed away in 2020. And 111 pilots have passed away in the first nine months of 2021. What the actual fuck? I'm sure they're just going to say it was like climate change did it. Winter vagina did it. They're coming up with some of the most ridiculous excuses for all of these young, healthy people suddenly stroking out and dropping dead. So yeah, before we move on from my little coronavirus rant, let me just make some things clear. Do not be deceived. Mandatory is not a law. Required is not a law. Ordered is not a law. Requested is not a law. Neither is ordinance, decree, recommended, or compulsory. These are not laws. They're basically just using scary language to get people to comply. And the longer everyone complies, longer this nightmare continues. So do not comply. Moving on now. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I had said people keep saying, hey, you got to watch this dope sick show, which is basically this little mini series on Hulu. And it's based upon a book by Beth Macy called Dope Sick, Dealers, Doctors and the Drug Company that Addicted America. So Beth Macy is kind of a badass. She's a journalist and a nonfiction writer. And she is the one that collected all this information that is now being shown in Dope Sick, which I think should be required fucking watching for anybody that's, you know, saying, hey, Big Pharma's got our best interest in mind. They absolutely don't. And Dope Sick is a perfect example of how Big Pharma and the FDA are completely in bed together. They 100% knew this shit was addictive. They basically manipulated graphs to make it seem like because of their time release system, people wouldn't have the euphoric spikes that normally accompany opiates. It was a fucking lie. It was all a fucking lie. And they basically got millions and millions of people addicted. And now we've had about a million people overdose and die because of this shit. And the Sackler family what was their punishment? They had to dissolve the company. Ooh, wow. But they're still like $8 billion richer because apparently all they give a fuck about is money. But anyway, it's fucking infuriating because I guarantee you everybody probably in the world at this point has somehow or some way been affected by the opiate epidemic. It's so fucking widespread. It's from young ass children up to old ass people. 
It affected everyone, and not even just the people addicted to that fucking poison. Their families were totally affected. Imagine how many kids now are completely parentless because their parents OD'd and died. And Purdue tried to say it was just the patients being irresponsible with their medication. And that's an absolute lie. The way they marketed this to the doctors and to the patients is they just wanted to keep increasing the doses, increasing the doses. And I fucking know about this shit because I was hit by a drunk driver, got a terrible spine injury that took about six years of physical therapy so I could walk normally. But as a 25-year-old, they put me on 40 milligrams of OxyContin twice a day, 10 milligrams of OxyCodone six times a day, and they gave me fentanyl patches. It's a motherfucking wonder I am still alive right now. And addiction didn't even occur to me. I just knew that this is some medicine my doctor gave me. It was helping the pain a lot at first, but then it stops working after a while. So the doctor would just keep increasing the dose. Well, one day I was like, damn, my back doesn't hurt. I don't even need to take this shit today. Well, all of a sudden, like, oh, I don't know, six, eight hours in, I started to go through withdrawal and I had no fucking idea what was going on. And I called the doctor next day. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? I'm on the ground shaking fucking. It was horrible. Top three most painful things I've ever experienced in my life. And he's like, oh, well, you can't just stop taking that medicine. You have to take it. I was like, the fucking hell I do. So I stopped taking it. I went through the worst pain ever. And like once you get past like the physical withdrawal symptoms, then you have what's called post-acute withdrawals. And for that, I just felt numb. I couldn't feel happy. I felt nothing. It was the craziest shit ever. I was just miserable. I don't even think it's like the physical shit that gets people to going back to it, doing horrible things to get it. I think it's that mental shit afterwards because it lasts so long, like months. You're just, you're not yourself. You're all fucked up. You can't feel anything and it's horrible. So I totally get how and why people are fucking homeless, out sucking dick to get this shit. It's a goddamn poison and they flooded America with it. They flooded Canada with it and Mexico and apparently not everywhere has had to do the reformulation. So in certain places like Mexico and Russia, you can still get it with the original formula that can be abused. I just, I don't understand how we go from knowing that the FDA doesn't give a fuck about people and that they're in bed with big pharma to all of a sudden hell of people thinking the FDA actually cares about people and big pharma has our best interests at heart. Absolutely no the fuck they don't. But this actually kind of leads me to the next thing I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to tell you guys all about Kratom. So Kratom is a tropical evergreen tree in the coffee family native to Southeast Asia. It's indigenous to Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, Myanmar, Papua New Guinea, where it's been used in herbal medicine since at least the 19th century. Kratom has opioid properties and some stimulant-like effects. Now, the problem is there's not really been many studies done about it. I know the World Health Organization did a study because the FDA tried to get the WHO to ban shipments worldwide. Now, why would the FDA give a fuck about Kratom? If you look into people dying of overdoses, Kratom is never the sole 
cause. If you take too much kratom, you're just going to puke. So I'm sure the FDA and Big Pharma see it as a threat to their insidious opioid pill market. So in the States, most of the states, actually, is totally legal. You can buy it online. You can go to stores and get it. There are a few states where, for some reason, I don't even know why, they've banned it outright. The FDA actually tried to get a nationwide ban on it. And when that failed, they went to the World Health Organization. Well, yesterday, they put out a report. And let me just read you a little excerpt. The committee considered information regarding the traditional use and investigation into possible medical applications of Kratom. The committee concluded that there is insufficient evidence to recommend a critical review of Kratom. With respect to mitragynine and 7-hydroxymitragynine, it's just basically a little uh, alkaloids found in the plant. The committee, except for one member, also concluded there's insufficient evidence to recommend a critical review. The recommendation? The committee recommend that Kratom be kept under surveillance by the WHO Secretariat. So this is just a victory for Kratom right now. I don't think the FDA is going to give up that easily because this medication can help chronic pain patients and it can also help people suffering from opioid addiction. If you go to Reddit, there's a bunch of Kratom subs. The main Kratom sub I happen to be banned from. Apparently, you can't talk about the opioid-like properties. It is not an opiate, but they think there is some sort of action on opioid receptors. Now, with any type of drug, caffeine, nicotine, Kratom included, you have to use it responsibly. Some people report after heavy daily use that they felt slight withdrawal symptoms. Now, I use Kratom. I use it all the time, actually, to treat my spine injury. And I will use it for a couple of days, then I don't use it. And I don't ever really feel withdrawal symptoms, but I mean, it might vary person to person. Kratom is a strange plant. It can affect one person one way and the next person a completely different way. That's why there's different strains out there. There's a white strain, a red strain, and then there's mixed strains. So you kind of have to play around with it and see which strain works for you. I've heard it even treats depression. Like people have gotten off fucking Big Pharma's uh, anti-depression meds and just use Kratom. So I like to use a red strain if I'm having like hella bad back pain at nighttime because it won't keep you up. In the morning, if I wake up all fucked up, I use a white strain because that one actually kind of feels like drinking a cup of coffee. And it's not going to destroy your liver or your kidneys. I went and got a blood test to check all that shit out and nothing is out of whack. Everything is totally fucking fine. And uh, one of the things with Kratom is if you are trying to get off some sort of opiate type pill, you have to wait. You can't just, you know, take an opiate and then like an hour later, take some Kratom. So what I would recommend doing, wait at least 12 hours before your last opiate dose to start Kratom. And you're still going to feel your opiate withdrawal. It's just kind of kind of lessen the symptoms a little bit. But after a while, you'll notice, hey, I'm not fucking addicted to opioids anymore. And you can just use Kratom however you feel like you need it. When I first started using Kratom, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. I bought it from a smoke shop and I do not recommend buying it from a smoke shop. A lot of the places there get some shitty ass brands because it's hella cheap and, you know, just put it out and have these people buy it. Not telling them 
that a lot of kratom is contaminated with heavy metals. It's grown in countries like I just listed, Indonesia, blah, blah, blah. But apparently they have a lot of ground contamination. And when you have mercury or lead in your water, in the soil, the trees are going to absorb this and it's going to go into the kratom. So if you want to try kratom, I use a place called CozyKratom.com. This stuff is grown in the United States, so it's not all fucking contaminated with mercury and shit. Because that shit, after a while, your hair will start to fall out. You'll get heavy metal poisoning. And it's fucking ugly disease. So I would try CozyKratom.com. I'm not fucking trying to sell anything. I'm not getting paid for it. I'm just telling you what I've tried and what has worked for me. Use your fucking head, be an adult, and see what works. You can get the dry powdery stuff. You can get fresh leaves. I know a lot of people make it into tea. I personally just stuff it in gel caps and take it like that. So it just all depends on how you want to try it. It tastes like fucking a dead fish has rolled around in some grass. So I don't know. Some people apparently can just dump the powder in their mouth and swallow it with some water. And I tried that and literally projectile vomited green kratom all over the kitchen. It was fucking horrific. I don't recommend that shit. (laughs) And another thing about it is you have to take a lot. This is a fucking natural plant. This is not some synthetic fucking opioid that's hella strong. So if you are looking for like the pain relief aspects of it, usually the minimum dose is five grams. Now, obviously, it's going to differ on person and body weight. So you have to play around with it. But if you take a smaller dose, you'll have more of the caffeine type effects. And like I said, it totally differs from person to person the way it's going to affect you. So on Reddit, I was just talking about how they have a few Kratom subs. I'm a moderator in Kratom Freedom. And there's another one called Kratom Corner. Now, either of these subs, you can go check out the people, what they're saying about it and people's different experiences if you're curious. Kratom Freedom is a newer sub where we don't have any rules. All the other subs have rules about what you can talk about and what you can't talk about. Just more fucking censorship in the world. Get the fuck out of here. Or you can just contact me directly if you have questions at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Or you can try Instagram at vanishedinthevalleyathena. Good luck on that, though. Fuck. I'm so shadow banned. I got this no-no bad girl that put me grounded for 90 days, which I don't even... What the fuck? You already made it so my posts only reach 10 accounts per post. So I don't know. Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard. Really does not like my page. That lizard motherfucker, no shit, gave me a violation for showing support to Kyle Rittenhouse, the fucking dude that was just on trial for smoking a couple fools trying to kill him. Obviously, he was acquitted because he defended himself. But anyways, not even trying to get into all that bullshit. But they actually had his name shadow banned. You couldn't use Kyle Rittenhouse as a hashtag, but you could use Kyle Rittenhouse as a murderer all kinds of shit. They're just trying to drive their ridiculous anti-gun narrative. It's probably just all for this gun grab shit. They want us to lose all of our guns so we won't be able to defend ourselves. America at this point is the last armed people of the world. But anyway, side rant. (laughs) So back to the Kratom. I 100% think it can help you if you're suffering from opioid addiction. I think it can help you if you have a chronic pain situation and you don't take those fucking pills because you know they're insidiously terrible. Kratom can be a great tool, 
But like I said, you do have to be careful because there are reports that some people feel slight withdrawal feelings if they take hell of every single day for an extended period. I'm talking like two, three months and then just stop taking it. They say they feel slight withdrawals and it's going to, you know, vary person to person. I've never felt that way from not taking Kratom. So I don't know. Hit me up if you have any questions. I will be happy to answer them. Go check out Kratom Freedom and Kratom Corner. So on to some new censorship bullshit. There is an account called Maxwell Trial Tracker and they're on Instagram. It's Tracker Trial and they were on Twitter, but they got banned the other day. I think it was yesterday, actually. And literally all this account does is the person that runs it, they call in that federal line I gave you guys a couple episodes ago. They call in and they fucking listen to this trial all day. And then they do a breakdown and post it on their accounts. And suddenly they are suspended. Super shocker, right? So apparently what so far has been disclosed is people that rode on his plane, people that were in his little black book, and some of the victims of Epstein and Gislaine were on the stand just kind of being questioned and laying out what went down with these perverts. So if you go to their account on Instagram, it's active as of right now. They literally give you a breakdown. They give you some of the illustrations because no camera is allowed in this federal court because God forbid everybody find out about these fucking celebrities fucking children. But I'm not going to get all pissed. I'm just going to tell you about it. They've had, as of today, they've had 18 witnesses called and it's everyone from like the victims of Epstein, the victim's boyfriends. They had his pilot there. And all of these people are just painting a picture of a pedophile ring. And it's absolutely disgusting. I really hope they throw the book at this bitch because she got away with it for years, abusing and manipulating kids. And I keep hearing people say, it's not pedophilia. Those girls were teenagers. Get the fuck out of here. These were like 14 and 15 year olds. I think like the oldest one was 17. You really think those girls are mentally astute enough to deal with those two fucking con jobs and in a sexual manner? Get the fuck out of here. They're pedophiles. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. But I would go check out that account, Trial Tracker, on Instagram before they get banned because the ban went through on Twitter. I think it was like last night. So I'm sure there's a ban coming on Instagram. Fucking ridiculous. Oh, and speaking of fucking ridiculous, check this shit out. The California Department of Public Health has reported seven doctors to the licensing board for allegedly issuing quote-unquote dubious vaccination exemptions. They've actually taken away two licenses for doctors. They cannot practice medicine anymore. And now five more are under review. It's absolutely fucking insane. They're doing this to doctors that give their patients exemptions. Medical exemptions for kids are usually reserved for super extreme circumstances, such as when a kid is immunocompromised, like cancer or something like that. And the CDC outlines a list of severe conditions that might warrant additional precaution for this type of exemption. But any doctor that gives an exemption, they're going to be investigated. It's fucking insanity. But check this out. 
Because Newsom issued the mandate through regulation instead of legislation, personal belief exemptions are still allowed for kids to enter school. That means families who don't want to vaccinate their kids with the Kabobo job can still petition for a waiver. But they may try to change that law as soon as January 3rd, 2022. So I don't know. I don't have a fucking kid, but it would be over my dead body that they fucking inject my kid with that shit. And they're basically holding education hostage. Even people in university and college, they can't attend if they don't have the job. And apparently some court just ruled against natural immunity. Just like, Jesus Christ, is everybody wrapped up in this scam? It's the most ridiculous shit I've ever fucking heard. So check this out, guys. There's kind of been an update in the Indiana Delphi murders. So a few years ago, a little girl named Libby Germain and Abigail Williams were out on a hike on this little trail they go fuck around on and do kid shit. Well, they didn't show up when their parents came to pick them up and they sent search parties out. And the next day, they found these little ass girls shot and killed. And one of them had enough sense and wherewithal to film. She fucking recorded who the police think is the killer. And in this recording, you can hear him say something like go down. He's, they're, they're on a bridge and he's kind of like pointing down to like go down under the bridge. Well, check this out. Indiana detectives reveal fake male model Instagram account was set up by a jailed pedophile and it was used to catfish the two 14-year-old girls who were murdered in 2017. Yeah, what the actual fuck? So apparently now they're trying to find this pedophile motherfucker that's in prison trying to prey on children. So let me just give you a little background on the case. I know every true crime person knows about it, but I know it's not all true crime people here listening. So this happened February 13th, 2017 in Delphi, Indiana. After the family reported them missing, the searchers went out. They didn't find anything that night, so they stopped the search for the night. Of course, the family stayed out there looking, but... The official search was resumed in the morning, and that's when their bodies were found around noon, February 14th. The police have been super tight-lipped about a lot of the information in the case, and there is that video online of this fucking dude walking up to these girls. You can go check that out. But the police are asking for tips about the quote-unquote Anthony Schatz social media profile. So I don't know, dude, if you guys know anything about this pervert, trying to pretend he's some male model and then prey on these girls. The Delphi, Indiana police would love for you to contact them. And like I said, they are trying to figure out where this pedophile is and what prison. So the newest person of interest in this case is James Brian Chadwell II. He's a 42-year-old Lafayette resident accused of kidnapping and sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl in April 2021. A knock on Chadwell's door by police officers interrupted his sexual assault of the girl. He had her locked in the basement. Now, if you take a look at this fucking guy, he really does resemble the asshole in the video. Go look him up. His name is James Brian Chadwell. He's a fucking pedophile and he should probably be killed and taken out of society so he doesn't hurt anyone else. Because even if he's not involved in the Delphi murders... He fucking raped a nine-year-old girl. He kidnapped and raped a nine-year-old girl and got caught in the act. 
So it's like this guy is obviously a danger to children. And actually, check this out. As of two hours ago, what the police are saying is Keegan Anthony Klein, who's 27, told investigators on February 25th, 2017, he created the Anthony Schott social media account and used it to speak to the girls. So he's been interviewed by FBI and Indiana State Police 11 days after the bodies of the girls were found. He's arrested and charged last year in a separate case with alleged exploitation of children and soliciting minors for sex. And that's all according to court records. In the court records stemming from the 2020 affidavit, it shows Klein was charged with 30 alleged crimes, including child exploitation with the intent to arouse or satisfy sexual desires, possession of child pornography, child solicitation for sexual intercourse, and obstruction of justice. So it just sounds like another pedophile piece of shit that needs to be taken out of the gene pool because they are a danger. Even on the internet, they are a danger to children. I don't understand why you're wasting all these billions of dollars trying to track fucking Kabobo nonsense when they could be throwing out at tracking pedophiles and trying to keep people safe from sexual predators. God forbid anybody take that shit seriously. So like I said earlier, the police are urging anybody with information on the case to call 765-822-3535 or you can use the email address abbyandlibbytip at c-a-c-o-s-h-r-f dot Com. Now, before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to all of the new countries coming on and listening to the podcast. I see you guys. What's up, Israel? All you Scandinavian people. I appreciate you listening. Get a hold of me if you have any questions or you want any of the documents I talk about because I got loads of medical studies. I have the Spartacus letter still and I still have the Soviet doc if you would like to see it. You can email me at banishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Or try the Instagram, but who fucking knows how long that's going to be working. But I have to say what's up to the UK, Canada, and Australia. You guys have been with Vanished in the Valley since day one. And I fucking see you and I appreciate it. That's what's up. And as far as the states, of course, California, you guys are number one. But check this out. New Jersey, they came out of fucking nowhere and blew Texas out of the second place spot. Texas is still in number three, so that's what's up, guys. I appreciate the downloads. Get a hold of me, drop me a line, say what's up. But as I always tell you, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.